Hey, Mara, welcome to the Intro Me podcast. I waited purposely till you took a drink of your water to uh, to say that. Yes, perfect timing. How are you? Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Steve. How are you? <laughs> Great. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, it's been a while since I think we've been in the same room, and though we're not in the same room, we're at least on the same Zoom. Um, and uh, uh, interested in catching up on where you are today, how you got there, and all of that great stuff that just um, provides super advice to young people starting their careers that we they can glean some of this process and, and, and methods for how they get their career off the ground. So why don't we start by setting some context and, and just the 20,000 foot view of what you do today and or have done recently that um, is really so intriguing to me and I'm sure others. Okay. Well, first, thanks, Steve, because I think this is really important for young people because there's probably no tougher time right now than to think about what you're doing with your career. So I hope my advice will be somewhat helpful, but it's kind of the rearview mirror. Um, I spent 37 years in business um, before I retired in March, and the last 11 years, I was one of the top uh, five executives at Manpower Group, and I was responsible for strategy, marketing, HR, PR, thought leadership risk management and our right management business. So the easiest way to describe the 20,000 foot is I was responsible for everything but finance, IT and legal. And so today, um, you know, I've, I've embarked, I retired in March right before COVID hit. So it's been a little bit odd what, um, as I'm trying to think of my second career. And um, so what I've done, I've joined three boards, one public and two private. I'm advising a few executives. I'm working with the HR Policy um, Association to help them with policies around work and I've been spending more time with my family, which was planned pre-COVID. I didn't know I was going to spend this much time with them, right. but that's what I've been doing pretty much. Awesome. And geez, top five at Manpower, huge organization, um, lots of responsibility, lots of demands on you. Um, let's pause that and take a step back and think, what was your first professional job and how did you land it? <laughs> That's always a fun thing, but mine wasn't that interesting. Um, my per first professional job was a rotational business program uh, at Miller Brewing Company focused on HR. And I landed it basically by looking at the odds. I got, was in uh, graduate school in the University of Minnesota, and I got out during the biggest recession before the most recent recession, uh, which might be the recession before the recession before the recession. <laughs> but basically what I did was everyone wanted to stay in Minnesota. I wasn't from Minnesota. So I applied for all the jobs that were outside of the state to increase my odds. Um, I got three interviews because it was very hard to get interviews done because nobody was hiring. And I got three offers. So um, I think basically um, I just kind of looked at the landscape and changed my, my, my thought of what I wanted to do based on what was available. And I needed a job because I didn't have any money. And if I didn't, um, I was pretty much headed back to uh, upstate New York, where I'm from, and I'd be living in my parents' basement. And their basement <laughs> was built, the house was built in the 1700s. It wasn't a cozy basement like yeah, basements are today. Sure. So you definitely didn't want to go back there. But yeah, that's how I landed my first job was basically on campus interviewing and really just playing, not looking for the best, just looking for one I had the best odds of getting. Well, I think that's great advice. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, that you had that perspective and, and sort of to see that as a route to your first uh, landing a first job, getting a few offers along that path, or even, you know, as you worked through your career, 
Um, and maybe even currently when you decided to step away, mm-hmm. was there ever advice that someone gave you that you were glad? Now you're now glad you ignored. <laughs> I had a lot of advice I ignored, but <laughs> let me think of a couple. <laughs> Um, one was not to retire, but, um, (laughs) I I was, I was wondering if that was maybe one. Yeah. 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 Not to retire, but you know, life's short. I figured I had set a goal early on that, um, I was going to retire by 55 and I exceeded it by five years. So I figured it was time to go. But, um, what I, um, I say the biggest advice I got early on in my career, which, and being a woman, I think this is really important is that don't become a mother because, um, you won't advance in your career. It will be the death of you. I think it's a little bit better today than it was in the eighties. Um, I ignored that I had two children and they've been the joy of my life. So I, you know, I think I was happy. I didn't get caught up in what do I have, what the company thinks I should do versus what I want to do for myself and having the confidence that I could get where I wanted, even with, with, you know, not following their, their great advice. Um, I think the other one, which I think is really important is that I was always told the little bit to like, um, what do you want to say it, tone it down a bit, Mara, you know, go along <laughs> to get along. And I just decided I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay. With, I know what I believe. I know what I stand for. I'm okay about talking about it, but then I'm also willing to do something about it. And lots of my bosses would be like, Oh, Mara, just, you know, just throw it under the rug a little bit, you know, be chill about it. And I just, I, I just couldn't do that. And I decided that for me to have a great career, I needed to be who I was. That's great. And those are the two advices I, I would say I ignored. I've got kind of goosebumps from the, from that. Yeah. It's uh, being your true self and um, mm-hmm. love that. I think that's super helpful. And, and so being in the corporate environment for mm-hmm. the time that you were, you must have gone through a number of uh, popular buzzwords. Mm. And um, which which of those do you dislike <laughs> the most? Now that you can probably say it, which of those buzzwords do you dislike the most? How much time do we have? <laughs> um, no, I, I have a, this is a personal problem I have. I really don't trust people that use buzzwords. I think that... Um, it means they either don't have a point of view, uh, an informed point of view. They don't know what they're talking about. And so they feel like they have to repeat something to sound smart. And I really have a problem. And when people work for me, as soon as they did it, it's like, yeah, that's got to go. Um, but the two that I have to say have come to my mind right now would be, the first one I really can't stand is big data um, because no one knows what it means. and But they use it all the time to sound smart. And that's just ridiculous. But my most irritating ones that I have is, um, let's circle back on that. <laughs> and um, that basically means, I don't want to talk about it. Let's ignore it and let's avoid it. And I just yeah. cannot bear that. So those would be the two I would, I would bring to mind. I love and it. I would advise your listeners, don't do that. Be yourself. Use your own words. Do not read a book and then spit it out. There's absolutely nothing less genuine than that right uh, agreed and um so you're officially the uh the per- uh, first person to repeat one of these uh oh, buzzwords yeah big it? data yeah it's been oh, on yeah. a previous show which yeah <laughs> we had some fun with that um well speaking of buzzwords um working moving uh excelling uh making the right connections, I guess all of that, uh, authenticity, relationships. What does networking mean to you and, and how did did it sort of come into play in your career? Yeah, it's a really, 
really important point. I don't think I knew enough about it in the beginning. So I did all that through kind of like chopping the forest by yourself. Not a good idea. Um, but I would say when I look at it and I advise young people, I would say get the broadest diverse group of people that, who are invested in your learning and success and people that you that are willing to share their experiences and expertise and their contacts with you. And that should be broad by base of profession. So if you're in one profession, don't stick to one profession, have a broad group. Um, I think that should be um, actually diverse by gender, race, and by age. I think having um, older people in your um, group can really help younger people quite a bit. And I don't see that kind of diversity in people's networking. But that's mm. what I would say networking is really finding, finding that. Right, right. Okay, big question. From where you started to where you uh, eloquently walked away, what's the <laughs> link? What's the link from... Oh from what you, what you learned and how, and how you, you know, that tenacity you had early on to find those offers when offers weren't common to where you ended up? Yeah, I think it's a direct link. I mean, I had, I don't know, maybe one of those weird people, but I grew up in a generation where women were nurses or teachers. And my father thought that's what I should go to school to be and then get married and stay home and have kids. I just, that wasn't what I wanted for my future. So I read the 10,000 occupations book and decided that um, I really liked the idea of being in labor relations. So I went to school, got a business degree, got a master's degree in labor relations. And I did that. And I would say I had a direct link for the first, um, about the first 25 years I spent in HR. And then because I was a good problem solver and I think good at jumping in and doing things that nobody else wanted to do or couldn't do, that I ended up with a much broader portfolio in the last 11 years of my career. So um, the link is you got to want it and you got to be willing to uh, make the sacrifices that come with it as well. Cause there are a lot of sacrifices to make it to the top. Yeah. I, and um, I've always been interested in those, in that part of the job. And mm -hmm. what, what were some of the tougher things for you? Um, in in the height of your busyness, in the height mm -hmm. of the demands of your career? Yeah, I think the toughest thing is the amount of time you have to dedicate to your career versus other parts of your life. So if you think of yourself as a pie, and if before you know it, your pie is totally full of work, even mm -hmm. if you have a family and a husband. And so I think you have to keep reminding yourself, i got to take time to make sure I'm married at the end of this, yeah. which I am. I have been married 37 years, but, um, uh, you know, and that your children still love you and that you still have some friends, but I think you give up, I gave up a lot of my hobbies. I gave up a lot of time I would spend with friends and I traveled a lot more than I wanted to. I was away from home a lot more than I would have wanted to. Um, but the reward for it was so great. I met so many great people. We were in 80 countries, which just was a really exhilarating experience and it's kind of a drug. It's hard to come off of. And I'm just in the middle of coming off the drug. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. Um, uh, that was helpful, I'm sure, for everyone and for me because I'd, you know, I've always wanted to get to that point because I think people do sort of see the headlines and they don't see the early mornings. They don't see the late nights. Yeah. They don't see the, oh. the travel. Um, yeah. They don't see all of those things behind it. Yeah, put it this way. I never, got, I never slept past 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I do now. Yes, uh, I know how that goes. Um, Okay, so we're going to transition to the fun, rapid-fire part of the show. Okay. Here's the rule. There are no rules. There are, your answers are your answers. There's no judgment. And great. I think great. whatever the answers are, they provide great lessons for the okay. listeners. So um, 
we start with what are you reading, watching, or listening to at the moment, or or what's something you'd recommend to someone working on launching their career? Okay, well, what I'm reading right now is I'm probably not that excited. It's Hundred Years of Solitude, which kind of is apropos for today. Um, <laughs> but I'm reading it for a couple of reasons. One um, is that it's a book I always wanted to read. It's considered the most seminal uh, thing in, uh, in Spanish, uh, uh, besides Don Quixote. But I think the thing is, it's really about creating tolerance for different cultures, and I think that's really important today. And I think that's an important thing for people to understand in the business world. Um, but there is one book I would recommend, and that is *A Mindset* by Carol Dweck. I went back and revisited it during COVID because I retired and had this whole thing set out of how my retirement was going to be, and then it was basically smashed. And I realized I needed to change my mindset. And when I've coached people at work, typically mindset is a thing that they, gets in their way. So mm -hmm. those are the two. Awesome. What's your go-to food when you need a boost? Mm, tea and a cookie. Homemade <laughs> cookie. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I can't dance. <laughs> I love the I love the uh, answers that come from people uh, about why not TikTok. So those yeah. they're always fun. Um, do you have a favorite podcast? Uh, well, yours is good. Oh, um, good. But, Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like anything about work, but I think that I keep I listen. I walk every day, so I listen at least an hour and a half every day. I guess. Um, I always come back to the Economist. I think it's really good. Very broad ranging issues, political, mm -hmm. social, economic. Love it. Uh, YouTube or Hulu? YouTube. <laughs> Same here. I uh, I love it. And during COVID, I've just fallen more in love with YouTube for music. Um, yeah. Because I can't see live music, so I watch it on the YouTube. Yeah, I've watched some of my favorite guys on YouTube, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The big one for the rapid fire. If you had a talk show, who would be your very first guest? Well, that's easy. I'd, I would invite Oprah Winfrey because I wouldn't have to do any work. <laughs> you would ask one question and she would just take the whole yeah, interview. Perfect. Yeah, the rest it was of the awesome. Way. I wouldn't have to do anything. And people would tune in. Right. That'd be the other thing. So see, I, I, that's another thing. Figure out the easy way to do things. Good, stra good strategy all around. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, Mara, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was great. Um, I... Uh, I really appreciate uh, getting that perspective and uh, I'm sure the listeners will find a lot of good nuggets in here. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for what you're doing for young people. It's important. Thank you.